Hello. Good afternoon. Welcome to Mac and Cheese Podcast.com. Mac being me, Ruby McClellan, and cheese being the word of God. We want to thank you for joining in to our uh, Bible study tonight, well, this afternoon. We thank each one of you, and we're so grateful for your listening ear. Let's have a quick prayer. Father, we just thank you for each listener. We're asking for special blessings to be upon their bodies, their families, their homes, wherever they're listening from, God, bless them. And a special blessing because they have tuned in to this podcast. I was really surprised this week the number of people that signed in to last week's lesson. And this week starts in chapter 19, Revelations 19 and verse 1. And uh, this is the most dramatic uh, chapter in the whole book of Revelation. And we're not going to go very far tonight because we want to take our time so that each one of you can really understand what has happened at the end. Now, this lesson in chapter 19 opens in heaven. You remember last uh, week's lesson, it was the end of Babylon had been destroyed. And um, it was the end of the world as we know it. This week's lesson opens up in heaven. And like I said, this chapter is one of the most dramatic in all the Bible. In it, the church, the bride of Christ, is the guest of honor at the marriage of the Lamb in heaven. And you'll see that in verse 1 through 10. We won't get that far tonight, but um, the bride is the guest of honor. And they're also honoring um, Christ. It's in the preparations of the triumphant second coming. Oh, yes, he's coming back. Those of you that doubt it, it's in the word of God. And you'll find it in this chapter. The people mentioned here are distinct from the other beings in heaven. They're not angels, they're people. For they are singing a song that includes mention of salvation. The angels didn't have to get salvation. Um, 
This group of people have been forgiven of sin, and they're singing a song uh, that includes the mention of salvation. This scene incorporates believers, the Old Testament saints, the church age saints, which we are, and the tribulation saints is the ones that will sacrifice their lives to go to heaven. They will have missed the rapture, but they will have an opportunity to um, heaven will still be open for a period of time. And but the only thing it is, the tribulation saints will have to lose their lives to dwell in heaven in the eternities of eternity. That's the reason why I urge you at the end of each broadcast uh, Bible study to give your life to Christ now so that you won't have to go through the tribulation period. Now, some scholars don't think that um, the Christians will be left out of the tribulation. But this is one chapter where the scene open up, it opens up in heaven. And not only does it open up in heaven, the saints are there. And the millennium hasn't started yet. Christ hasn't come back to the earth yet. And this is, he's in the progress of doing it. They're getting ready to have the marriage of the Lamb and the the Lamb, the, the bride coming back to the earth with Christ. And as I said, this, the scene has now shifted from heaven, I mean, from the earth where it was being destroyed. Babylon was being destroyed. Political Babylon and religious Babylon. And all of that we have studied in, oh, I guess since chapter 16, uh, God really wanted us to understand that because. It lasts over several complete chapters, and he's just describing the destruction, how the weather's going to be, all the earthquakes, all the ugliness happens, that Babylon's going to be destroyed within one hour. And... Uh, we don't know exactly how it's going to be destroyed. And, but this, I do know this the weather, it said there'll be big balls of hail dropping that weigh a hundred pounds. And so 
he don't necessarily have a bomb coming from some foreign country and drop it on them. This is something that God's wrath is going to that's going to happen. It's going to destroy the uh, economical um, situation. And this has been going on for almost 5,000 years that people have been abused and being deceived. And uh, But it will all be over right here before this chapter starts. And when it started, I'm going to read uh, Revelation 19 and 1, and you'll understand what's going on. It says, and after these things, this is talking about after the destruction on earth. But the Bible reads, and after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. This is going to be so loud because it's going to be coming from so many people. In the last chapter, we saw the terrible destruction of commercial and political Babylon, symbolized by its capital city of Babylon. Now the scene totally changes, as I said, to heaven. We hear the voices of the redeemed. Now, what is the redeemed? People that have been forgiven and people that have been caught up and uh, forgiven. This great voice here is because of the number of people speaking. It is not the magnitude of each voice. These words of praise here are focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. The redeemed are the ones who are praising. There are not enough adjectives in the dictionary to say enough about what Jesus has purchased for us all. The saints, the Old Testament saints, the the church saints, and the tribulation saints. When you find out on that day what Jesus Christ actually did for us by coming to the earth, giving his life, hanging on a cross, shedding his blood, being beaten, all of that, we'll find out what actually occurred. And... uh, We'll be so excited that we'll just be praising and praising and praising. After after these things, this is the time key. After the destruction of Babylon at the end of the great tribulation. And there's a distinction between the first three and a half years. It's called the tribulation period, and the last three and a half years is referred to as the great tribulation. Just before 
God's kingdom is established, and that starts in chapter 20. This sectional, this section bridges the tribulation and the millennial kingdom. That's the difference. That's how we'll get into the millennium. The marriage of the Lamb and the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven. You'll find that uh, starting in the 19th chapter and the 6th verse. And we're just going to try to go to the 6th verse tonight. We only have 15 minutes and I've used quite a bit of that already. Um, The evidence that we find of the church being in heaven prior to the return of Christ to earth. Christ is the bridegroom at the marriage and the church is the bride. The word church, and it's talking about ecclesia, appears 19 times in Revelation 1 through 3 and does not appear again until Revelation, the 22nd chapter, and the 16th verse. And it's only 22 chapters in Revelation. Emphasizing the absence of the church from the earth doing the judgment. I thank God for that because that just reading it sounds bad enough to me. I definitely don't want to be here. And I pray that you find time to go to God and let him save your life. He just said, come as you are. We can't clean ourselves up. So ain't no use to waiting and, and waiting around. And God knows everything about us anyway. We don't have to hide him. You just have to open up your mouth and confess that Jesus is Lord and and you can tell him all about whatever you want to tell him because you can't fix it. Give him your life and, and tell him to lead you and guide you and mold you and make you that you want to serve him regardless of what you're into right now. Tell him all about it. He knows anyway. He knows everything you do. He even knows it before you uh, uh, go out and commit the sin. And so there's no such thing as not being ready. Give, Go ahead and give your life to God. You don't want to go through tribulation and be killed and lose your life because you might not be as strong as you are right now to do it with when somebody's pressuring you and you know you're getting ready to lose your life. That's a scary thought. Think about it. Do it while you have a chance, while it's still day.
there's a group of people that follow will be following Christ around, and that's the 144,000 seen with the Lamb on Mount Zionai. And with those on the Sea of Glass, uh, you will we'll have to understand what I'm saying. You'll have to read the first part of Revelation when it describes the throne room. Who has got the victory over the beast and are no other than God's covenant people who are given to Christ and made willing to be his in the day of his power. And though they are but a seed, a remnant, a small company, when compared with the world and carnal professors, yet are a large body of themselves. Especially they will be now when the nation of the Jews shall be born at once and the fullness of the Gentiles will be brought in and their voices on this occasion and the downfall of Rome is said to be great, partly because of their number. Who will join in the acclamations of praise? and partly on account of their great affection and vehement of spirit, which will be raised hereby. We'll read the second verse, and, well, I guess we'll read the second and third verse, and we'll cut off there and come back to you with the rest of chapter 19. Verse 2 says, for true and righteousness, for true and righteous are his judgment. Talking about God's judgment. For he has judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and has avenged the blood of his servant at her hand. They are praising because God did the right judgment. It might seem horrible to you right now that God would judge the world and tear it all up and people's lives will be lost. But he gave them an opportunity to come to him. He gave, He pleaded with us. He sent ministers to us. Um, this 144,000 um, it was Jewish men that followed. I was saying about him earlier. They were released um, after the rapture, and these people um, combed the whole earth. Evangelists was sent to every part of the earth, and the word of God was preached to them with an anointing. It said more people will get saved in that time period than ever before in the whole 5,000 years before. And, and I guess because then the rapture will be to happen and they'll be wondering what in the world, you know, are we going to do? But more people will be saved. They'll, they'll be willing to, they don't care what happens to them. And that's good. 
for uh, not to believe anything that you will be hearing from the Antichrist and all of that, that you would hold on to your faith and 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 forget about this body that we're in. Because the minute they take your life, the next second, minisecond, you'll be in heaven and it'll be all over with. Verse 2, I did read, for true and righteous are his judgment. And we're praising him for it. For he has judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and has avenged the blood of his servant at her hand. Verse 3 reads, and again they say, hallelujah. And her smoke rose up forever and ever. And it's talking about Babylon, and this is signifying that it'll never be the same again. It that was the end of it, and the smoke rose. Talking like this is because of the fire. Um, this is saying that this judgment is permanent and is like the language that God used in the book of Genesis 19.28. This is just a statement telling us it will never be built again. This destruction of the last most powerful empire in history marks the end of man's day. The rebellion that has begun in the Garden of Eden is finally ended. Never again will there be more, uh, any more false religions, worldly philosophies, injustice, or unrighteousness. The entire sorry results of human depravity will finally be banished. And we're going to cut off there. We've been reaching out for your soul. And I hope that just the thought of what I said before <clears throat> will cause you to think and that you will listen to the urging of the Holy Spirit and give your life to him. And I, and I look forward to um, being back to tell you another story uh, on this chapter. 19, but it's a glorious chapter. And if you want to read ahead, go ahead. It will take two or three Bible studies to get through it. And it's because we want you to hear every word. We just read you uh, about the marriage of the Lamb and the preparation of Christ, the bridegroom, getting ready to come back to earth for the second coming and the church being already in heaven. God bless you. I pray that you would uh, pray for me and for a whole lot of reasons and uh, things that you go through with, you know, even with your health or uh, your finances. And I have the same problems that you do, but 
we ask that you pray for us, and I'm definitely going to be praying for you. I'm going to be lifting your soul up to heaven. Anybody that haven't taken the time to repent and turn yourself over to God, let him give you grace and let him work on you. Whatever it is that that's holding you back, God can handle it. He's not afraid of sin. You have been listening to macandcheesepodcast.com. This is Ruby McClellan. And if you want to re-listen to this podcast, you can go to the website and pull it up. It's housed on facebook.com. It's also housed on um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn under my name, Ruby McClellan. Last time I uh, tried to get on Twitter to put in last week's lesson, it wouldn't allow me, me to, but I will try again. But it's housed on those three places, and it will be out there forever for you to listen to, even if the tribulation starts. It'll be out there for you to pull it up and find out what's going on so that you will not accept the mark of the beast. God bless you. Pray for me. I'll be praying for you. I love you. Bye.